Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is Suburban, Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. been full of rest and relaxation that sounds beautiful and that's how i like for my off days to go there's some off days where i'm like all right i'm up i'm getting shit done i'm in the gym early i'm cooking and some days where i'm like you know what (laughs) fuck this shit i'm not doing nothing today was a nothing ass day especially with the rain yeah i had the best sleep though like because it i feel like it gradually got heavier and heavier Oh, you got that REM sleep. For well, the sleep, but the rain, too. Oh, yeah. For like an hour, like it, it was raining hard, and then it would rain harder, and then it would rain harder, and I was like, what the fuck? But it rocked me to sleep. That's dope. Had the best sleep. Um, I've worked third shift the last four days, so I got off at 8 o'clock this morning. How long are you going to have to work third shift? Today, today was the last day. I'll go back on first shift tomorrow. Ew. So I don't have like a real. What a weird turnaround. That's why I I didn't sleep in today. Mm, So you can go to sleep. Right. Tonight. But I'm not sleepy because I like I woke up right before I went in yesterday. Now Cooper's fucking weird as fuck because he's like, what shift are you on? (laughs) (laughs) Like I got off today and I came and I just took him straight to the groomer. And then that nigga wild the fuck out at the groomer. They're like. We weren't able to fully, uh, <laughs> like they were going to go do his undercoat. Mm. And they said that when he, when they turned on the, uh, the dryer, he wasn't having that shit. So they let him air dry. <laughs> well, it saved me $40, but, but yeah, I did that. Um, we got something to eat while I was over there waiting. And I ran to Clay Bailey, his wife, and their kid. Wow, Clay Bailey. I haven't seen him in so long. Yeah. It's so weird seeing somebody being like a full adult. Yeah, especially Clay Bailey. Yes, <laughs> who saw that one coming? <laughs> he was goofy as hell, party boy forever. But his wife is really cool. They've been together probably had to been at least five, six years now. I think he was in one of my math classes, and I had a crush on him for like a couple months. You had a crush on Clay Bailey? Probably, yeah. I had a crush on a lot of people. A lot of weird people, man. I've also learned like lately. I like a lot of weird people, too. <laughs> but it's like... I think we all like weird people. Yeah, but... Oh, yours are always surprising, though. I don't know why. It's just like, really? I think it's because everybody, including you, just imagines a type for me. And I keep saying that I don't have a type. Yeah, but, I mean, even when somebody says they don't have a type, they kind of have a type. It's just like, I like big-eyed forehead bitches. (laughs) You got big forehead, big eyes? Yeah, you're probably my type. I mean, 
I mean, I'm sure you have a type. Everybody has a type. It's just they're not all like linked to physical attractiveness. Yes. That's so everybody it. has a type. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Yo, this is a weird fucking start, bro. <laughs> Like man, they came in mellow as hell. Like, yeah. <laughs> if only if only y'all knew. Right. It's all right. Yo, Kim walked in my house and I was just watching Paris is burning. <laughs> what is this? Paris is burning. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that shit is legendary. Yeah, I never seen Paris is burning, so it was new for me. Very entertaining. That when you watch Paris is Burning, you understand so much of the things that we've stolen from black gay culture, especially. Mm-hmm. That's why when we had Nick on, that's the question I forgot to ask him. Yeah. About all the things that have been stolen from black, black gay gays. culture mm-hmm. without giving credit to. Mm-hmm. Like now they're starting to get a credit, but um, reading, shade. All of that. They give you great definitions that you're like, oh, okay. Stunting. Mopping. Voguing. Mopping. <laughs> Which, it's it's like the dude was trying to get that deep ass definition. He was like, it, it's stealing. <laughs> it's stealing. It's basically stealing. <laughs> it, it, it is stealing. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, it's been a weird couple of days, though. Why weird? I don't know. Just because your work schedule was different. That plays a big part into stuff. Like, especially when you work something where you're working third shift. Mm -hmm. Because you kind of have to plan your whole day about getting sleep. Mm -hmm. Something that you're used to just going to sleep at night. Mm -hmm. That's true. And then the days after, because it takes you a couple days to get, like, my body's adjusted now to working third shift. And now I have to go back to first. I did it in college on Friday nights during football season. The worst motherfucking time to ever work in food service in a football city during football season. I used to work uh, 12 to 6 on Friday nights at Jimmy John's. (sighs) Your reward is in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) I just need y'all to know that that... That is a life-changing shift. I feel like everybody should do it, but... I used to work... You can only do it for so long. When I was in high school, I would work on Fridays and Saturdays. On Fridays and Saturdays, I usually close. I worked at the McDonald's over at the corner of the Parkway and Winchester, which is no longer there. Oh, yeah. So we used to get A and M kids, mm-hmm. and that's when do- uh, double cheeseburgers were a dollar, and medium fries were a dollar. Yep. Let me get a uh, twelve double cheeseburgers <laughs> and what four fries? Make that five fries. <laughs> yep. Bro, we we used to type that shit in, like we'll start like. The thing is, you have to go through the number pad. Like, so if you hit three instead of four, you'll hit three, 30, and then clear it out. So sometimes you'll hit 30, and you'll just hear the kitchen go, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) 
Robert, stop it. Y'all quit playing. Quit playing. Robert. I didn't do this stuff. It's not me, y'all. I'm fighting for my life. But, yeah, that shit used to be wild. So, I got a taste of it in high school. I couldn't imagine doing that shit when I was in college. And it's like, yo, y'all are my fucking... Like, I go to school with y'all niggas. Drunk-ass people. Drunk-ass frat kids. Drunk-ass frat kids downtown of all the places where all the bars are at. So, just imagine the fucking bathrooms. Mm. Mm. Ima- just imagine. Your reward is in heaven. Listen. When y'all niggas call me spoiled. <laughs> y'all don't know the shit I had to y'all go Y'all don't know. You, you wasn't with me shooting in the gym. like y'all. You don't know my struggle, <laughs> so you can't match my hustle. The things that I have had to touch, Mm-mm-mm. y'all don't fucking know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's a weird start. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about the way Huntsville is changing right now? Um, I think it's cool. I think it's needed. I think we've been waiting to have a scene in Huntsville and it's been slowly building over the last 10 years and it's finally kind of starting to explode but i'm afraid it's going to be a bubble yeah and then yes it's good now niggas can work but can we really literally afford to go out to these places or are they going to start having you know these dress codes and are they going to start pricing us out probably that's usually what happens no matter where you go in any kind of mid-city or downtown uptown development now one thing i do wish is that i had money five years ago so i could just start buying land in west huntsville once they put in all the stove house shit that shit's gonna be crazy like i saw a thing that poor house is about to open up what is that it's a uh it's like a craft beer place. I think they have like hundreds of taps. Mm. And it's going to be in Stove House. And then it's going to be a, I believe a, it's going to be a couple restaurants in it, but the one attached to Poor House is going to be, I think, an Italian place. And then they're going to have rooftop bars. Oh, that's going to be lit. Yeah, but I was telling somebody. Like, this is where the gentrification comes in. So, if you don't know anything about Huntsville, West Huntsville is majority Hispanic, to be all the way honest. Yeah. And black and Hispanic. So, those are the places that a lot of people moved out of a long time ago, and that's also where projects are. But that's also where the art scene is hitting off in Huntsville. So, now that the yuppies are getting involved with buying a property like if you went on a like a roof bar in West Huntsville right now you were overlooked literally the projects there is no way 10 years from now when you go to a rooftop bar in West Huntsville you are overlooking the projects there's no way that when you go to a little meal you have to dip through the projects mm-hmm. 
It's the writings on the wall. That's true. They're just going to end up scooting everything onto another part. My theory is that they'll just move everybody out to the country. To find the country. Uh, not really here, which is North East Huntsville. North Huntsville. All right. Let's just break down the, like, the different areas of Huntsville. South Huntsville is majority white and middle to upper uh, class. Mm-hmm. Um, West Huntsville is probably the poorest area. And it's mostly Hispanic and black. North Huntsville is black. And this part of North Huntsville, which kind of isn't North Huntsville, is middle class. But uh, this is where all the middle class black people live. Yeah. Here and like Harvest. Yeah. And then what East Huntsville is what? Five points. Yeah. So, yeah. So five points. Everybody thought five points was going to be the uh, the gentrified area. But people got in on it too, I guess, late. And they started buying property and they weren't able to flip it the way that you can do it in West Huntsville. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so now that we've broken down the areas of Huntsville. Um, I do think people will be moved out kind of this way, but probably past us. Like, I think the areas that are already black, that's where they would push some people. So probably here and uh, Harvest area. That's why they haven't really developed this side of town as much. It's because they're planning for that. Because a lot of people are talking about needing an uptown. Yeah, they're they're almost done with building uptown. Like, downtown is really going to extend to five points. Hmm. It's going to be East Huntsville going into West Huntsville. The center of the city is going to be where it's lit. So it's going to probably hit different parts of each place. Yeah, I just remember seeing something. I think Devin Keith had either um, like published himself or was reposting, but it was just about them actually building up some of the North yeah. Huntsville area. Yeah, they are. And tons of theories of why that's happening. But yeah, that's also why they wanted to rename like Johnson and stuff. Mm-hmm. The fact that they only renamed the black school. It's kind of telling you what you need to hear. Yeah. Have you watched the uh, thing about the Huntsville couples or whatever love in Huntsville? Um, I've seen like a snippet of some episode at my sister's, but I don't actively try to watch it. I don't. I've seen people review it and they've talked about how they touch on like gentrification and stuff, but it doesn't give an accurate portrayal of Huntsville doesn't have, well, I ain't gonna say that. I was gonna say Huntsville doesn't have a center of like black community, but there's tons of factors why 
Like, this area wasn't really populated even after the Civil War with a lot of black people. Mm-hmm. Most of the people in Huntsville are transplants anyway. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of a weird thing. North Huntsville is black, but that's also because white people moved out of North Huntsville a long time ago. That's true. It's just like, uh, Kathy went to Johnson. So, I don't think she was one of the first classes to go to Johnson. Because Johnson wasn't built until like the 70s, I think. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah, and then by like the mid-80s, white people had moved out of... Who was it that went to Butler? Cody's parents? I think Cody's parents went to Huntsville High. Because Stan went to Huntsville High. Who is somebody, I feel like? Cody's dad might have went to Butler. Somebody's parents went to Butler. I'm sure. Because I know they always talk about how it used to be white. Yeah. The Butler Rebels, like Stan said, when they used to play at Goldsmith, they used to, like, play Dixie and have Confederate flags. (laughs) He said, like, everybody on Butler's side will have have just Confederate flags waving, and that would be their fights on Dixie. Mm. Fast forward to a couple years later, Butler is definitely not playing Dixie. Hell no. (laughs) Now, uh... The old butler is now the rock. The church, yeah. Huh. My sister and my mom go there. They do a lot of weird, well, not weird stuff. They do a lot of community stuff. And they try, yeah. They're trying not to look like gentrifiers. But at the same time, whether you want to be, whether it's intentional or not, gentrification benefits certain people mm-hmm. and from a business standpoint you would kind of be fucked up not to take advantage of that <laughs> but it's still at the harm and detriment of black communities <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I don't think I'm going to be able to use any of that so <laughs> Man, this is why you don't get fucked up before you fucking start recording. No, this is exactly why you get fucked up before you start recording. Fuck the rules. That's another motto of this house. <laughs> One time my brother, when he used to smoke cigarettes, was in the kitchen. And he just lit up a cigarette. In the kitchen? Yeah. And then Cody was like, you can't do that in here. He was like, fuck the rules. <laughs> and he just threw an ash in the sink. And then for like a year, everybody just smoked in here. <laughs> I did that at my house one time with my cousins. Um, My cousin came to visit, and it was me and her and my sister. And we were getting ready to go smoke on our back porch. And I just literally, like, took the blunt and lit it in the kitchen. I was like, man, ain't nobody here. Like, my parents were out of town. I was like, ain't nobody here. Man, fuck this shit. (laughs) But they were like, no, the smell could linger. And this, that, and the other. And I was like, man. Bro. When I was in college, I did so much dumb ass shit at my fucking parents' house that I will never tell you. It is so funny how, like, you go through a phase of just, like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? Right. Right. <laughs> a lot of bad shit. Woo. Bro, thank God. Like, what did they say? Uh, for growth. God looks out for uh, children and idiots. God blessing all the trap niggas. <laughs> <laughs>
bro. They're supposed to be uh, Future and them are supposed to be coming out with a, what a time to be alive. Too. Listen, Future got roasted the other day, bro. All right, this <laughs> this is what I actually wanted. That was part of the Kodak discussion ah. I want to talk about. So one second. <laughs> Bro. Future got roasted. Cajun roasted. Bro, I've come up with a conclusion that Future is like what we'll call a supervillain. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't Thanos, but he's pretty damn close. Like, Future is out here, like, for all the toxic niggas. It's like. Yo, like he just stay doing dumb shit all the time. But he just he thinks that he's in the right though, and I'm just like, here's another thing about that Drake and uh future thing that I never realized until the other day because somebody tweeted it. They were like, it makes total sense that two Scorpio niggas would come out with an album like that. They're both Scorpios. Hmm. Well. Drake is the early part of Scorpio and Future is the late part. His birthday is November 20th. This is true. When you put it like that. Like emotional ass niggas. <laughs> Vindictive ass fucking niggas. But what? Like I'm still in disbelief from the Nipsey Hustle thing. But. And I keep seeing like posts and it's just so hard like i have to scroll so fast it's still it's just still weird and hard like yeah and then the other weird part is all these weirdo niggas are coming out with like crazy ass shit like future what did future say (laughs) i'm finna pull it up because the lack of awareness and like knowing who future is you're just like bruh Give me just one moment. Here we are, right here. Mm, okay. <laughs> so, Future, I guess, was responding to something. Um, but Future posts, and he says, yeah, we do need more like us, dot, dot. Not dot, 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 but just two dots. I've been teaching and preaching for a decade, also showing and proving what hard work and dedication get you. Hashtag R.I.P. Nip. (laughs) So. (laughs) (laughs) This person uh, goes by the account name um, Boosted Dash. I don't really know. It's a lot of O's and a lot of S's. Boosted Dash. Anyway, (laughs) this fellow said, nigga, I know you ain't comparing yourself to Nip. I rock. I rock with some of your music, but you need to sit the fuck down. You haven't done shit for your son, let alone your community. (laughs) And all you rap about is bitches, drug addiction, and a bunch of bullshit. Don't ever compare yourself to a man like Nip. Make sure you're able to compare yourself to a man like Dangerous Wilson, which is Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. First, motherfucker. What the fuck? What's what's one thing you've been teaching other than Molly Percocet, stick talk, and low life? (laughs) Sit your goofy ass down. So, first of all, bars. It's an evil world we live in. But, yeah. I don't know what the fuck is going on with Future. Like, but the lack of awareness. I mean, I mean, this nigga does call himself Future Hendrix. I mean, that, well, you compare yourself to Jimi <laughs> Hendrix. Right or wrong, you look like a nigga. Like, 
What the fuck, bro? <laughs> it's so much. You don't even play guitar, like. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, you don't play one instrument. Let alone you don't play guitar. anything but an auto tune button. That's what you push. The bad thing is, Future is Future is one of the greatest artists ever. It sounds weird to say that, but it's just like he does too. His extracurriculars be. Taken away from it. Yeah, it's like he he did he did hop on the scene at a pivotal time in rap music, the rap to trap transition, um, as far as what's mainstream. But for you to be out here like, yeah, I've been doing this shit, especially like as far as like community work. What is the last philanthropic thing that you have done, future? Like Uh, what? Can anybody tell me? God blessing all the trap niggas. <laughs> that's, that's the most philanthropic thing that you have associated yourself with. He has with. given us tons of IG captions. <laughs> so, no, sir. You cannot compare yourself to a man. Like, how... Who... Who even let that come out of your mouth? You know what? But that leads into, the, like, the other part of it. That's part of the problem with now. You don't have a filter. Like now we can just put some shit up and people are like, yo, bro, you didn't go through the proper channels <laughs> to say something of that magnitude. So why would you put that out? It's because you can put it out. That's why Kodak keep getting in the fucking shit he's into. No, Kodak is a dumbass and he just doesn't fucking care about shit. Now Kodak is Thanos. <laughs> Future, let's think of a villain that Future would be. Future would be, uh, Future is maybe the Joker. He's Scar from the Lion King. That's just what he reminds me of. Actually, his his physical features and his voice. <laughs> nah, like, what's the what's the nigga from uh, Beauty and the Beast? Gaston. That's who future, yeah, that's who future is. Like he think he that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like why the fuck wouldn't Bell want to be with a nigga like me? Oh my god. That's who future is. I mean, that's his storyline. That's his storyline. Yeah. Like he got he was like, I got all these bitches on me. Why the fuck Bell don't want to be with a real nigga? Oh, um, but yeah. Kodak is Thanos. Kodak is like, and there's people still defending Kodak. I guess what we should get to is Kodak said that that Lauren London was a bad bitch, and he would give her like a year or so to uh, mourn or whatever, or cry and be all upset about old dude, which he didn't even say Nipsey's name. He said old dude, and he said he would holler at her. <laughs> he said he'll give her a year to cry and be crazy and all that shit as if he's giving her permission <laughs> to mourn on the week that her partner died and then he came out he was like I don't know why everybody getting so upset and then he did the fake apology of I'm sorry if I offended you mm. but are you a bad bitch it's like, bro, that's not a, 
That shit doesn't matter right now. You yeah, think like you... timing is everything. <laughs> right. Like my God. And it like you have no respect, no consideration, no for, moral <laughs> Right. For life, <laughs> death. No moral compass. Like what And then he has shown time and time again, especially over the last month, that he has no respect for, for women, women at all. And a motherfucker who looks like that got the nerve to be out here. Oh, it's tons of ugly ass trash niggas. Oh, God. Like, we can't just stop at that nigga. That just pisses. Not that anybody can just disrespect women, but it just it pisses me off more when these motherfuckers be gross looking as hell. <laughs> Ugh. But, uh, I mean, not a, it's, it's funny but it's not funny I just have a really sick sense of humor when people are like man he couldn't get with Lauren London and then people start posting pictures of Lil Wayne he's like mm. Mm. yeah <laughs> that's all I can say but there was a lot of people on Twitter that were um, also kind of Kind of, kind of attacking, not necessarily maybe attacking, maybe throwing shade or maybe uh, chastising the game because he posted a video like on Snapchat and right. then like put it on his Instagram. Or I think he took it on Instagram. I can't remember. Talking about that uh, Kodak was out of pocket and all this shit. Out of pocket and how, you know, these new niggas ain't got no respect and, you know, this is all about Nip. You, you got to have respect for Nip. And then a lot of people started saying, like, oh, why are y'all only calling this out? Because it's disrespect for Nip as if Lauren isn't the one that's still right. here having to deal with it. Right. Nip's so gone was, to a better place, hopefully. Yeah. So It was a lot of turmoil around this whole Kodak. Black. And I get that, too, because there were a lot of people like, man, you don't disrespect Nipsey, you don't you don't disrespect him like this. Like, don't why would you? That's his woman. That's his da 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 da. da. And it's like, okay, but what about Lauren? You can't disrespect Nipsey's possession. It's an evil world we live in. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So and and it's evident too though how men think because when everything first happened, I saw a lot of my girlfriends like, man, I really feel for Lauren. Man, I really feel for Lauren. And most men were like, man, I feel for the community or his kids but it wasn't a whole lot of men that were just like they right. feel for lauren i do feel like part <laughs> of that is because we we put ourselves in those situations so if you're a if you're a cisgender straight male of course you're gonna put yourself in the situation of nipsey inadvertently so now some people like on purpose they'll do that it's just yeah. like some women put themselves in the situation of being like Lauren, what is she going through? Mm-hmm. Or what are his kids going through? And just stuff like that. That's how you relate. Like, I know me personally, because of like the timing of his death and stuff, I related to more so what his friends were dealing with. And like having to hear allegations and all these conspiracy theories. Cause yeah. like when chance died, it was so much like people wanting to tell you shit. And yeah. That was nowhere close to the truth. Yeah. And you're like, bruh, sit your old ass down. You don't know what right. the fuck you talking about. So I, that's more so the lane that I personalized it in. But at the same time, uh, it's a lot of trash dudes out here who 
Like, for one, game has no room to talk. Because a couple months ago, he was literally talking about how he fucked Kim Kardashian. Uh, over 10 years ago. Like, <laughs> that has nothing to... Like, she's married with children. She has been married for a while. Yeah. That's she, not relevant anymore. My right. Name. If she hooked up with you a long time ago, that shit literally doesn't mean anything. You were a whole different person, honestly. Right. <laughs> Just like we've talked about before. Why should somebody's horniness have to uh, <laughs> interfere with the rest of their lives? Okay, y'all hooked up. But on that future shit, uh, even uh, what he said, if I fuck you once, you're still part of my uh, possession or something. Mm-hmm. That's that toxic masculinity. Oh, that's we all know that future is toxic. <laughs> that nigga is uh, toxic Hendrix. Like, <laughs> fuck Future Hendrix. And then all these ashy niggas always defending Future for all the fuck shit he be doing. That if it was a nigga that they didn't like, they wouldn't do that shit. They wouldn't do that shit if Drake, I mean, Drake does kind of do something. Hurt ass men. What was that video that you retweeted that said no more bitch assness with that dude that was talking about fucking black women? So today, for some reason, some a, a black woman posted a. a let me see, because like it ties in with both of them. Because this guy followed, he had been posting it. So I went and looked at the dude's uh, like YouTube videos, and they were all about how black women are. Let me see, how black women are not uh, desirable, and they're turning down good black men because they're not thugs, and like you know all that trope ass bullshit that niggas be saying. But I guess these tweets both went off around the same time. This is what the girl said. In my opinion, marrying a black man, marrying a black man means you either A, lower your standards or have none at all. (laughs) Wait your turn because he's probably someone else's husband currently or C, just don't. And then this fuck ass uh, bitch boy uh, tweeted, 95% of black women are not wife material. (laughs) I'm just being honest. Look around. Check your social media. Look at their mannerisms and how they act. Absolutely ridiculous. So then people start posting other fuck shit that he had fucking uh, posted. And then like that video was one where he was pretty much talking about how guys have uh, talked to him in private about why they... uh, they still love black women, but it's hard to date them because they won't get their Guys shit together. Talk to him in private, or these are my own thoughts, but I'm just right. gonna make it seem like this is a collective right agreement of every single other black <laughs> man on this universe. Okay, someone told me <laughs> allegedly. No, this is one of those memes where it's like no one, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> me. <laughs> well. <laughs> Somebody told me that uh, <laughs> black women have been turning them down. And People have been asking me. Right. Like, okay. But 
on some conspiracy theory shit, I think that's just some. Uh, I don't think that shit's real. I think that's the shit that they that people are using to divide us. Hmm. And we just gotta see through the bullshit. Anytime you generalize a whole group of people, which especially your people, <laughs> might mean that you're kind of <laughs> being a tool of another. Uh, right, you're buying into negative stereotypes. The brainwashing, sir. Yeah. Or madam. Or madam. Like, yeah, she was saying all this crazy shit, and then <laughs> people were like, man, that white dick got her dick matized. <laughs> and she was like, Correction, I have sex with black and white men. I'm like, man, seems like you uh <laughs> seems like you got a favorite though. <laughs> and then like they were talking about like uh both of them were saying that like uh partners of a different race respect you more, they don't tear you down and all this dumb shit that is like you can clearly meet like either I'm gonna use the optimistic side of it. Either they've met somebody who is of a different race that they're with now that has just blown their mind. It has nothing to do with their race. It's just they met their the right partner for them. Mm-hmm. Or they have... They need somebody to blame for why their relationships are not working. Exactly. I think it's a little bit of that. Yeah, I think I'm just leaning towards it. <laughs> like, I don't think it's really that all of these black women have it fucked up. Because, like, we've talked about numerous times, black women do date lame-ass niggas. We be giving y'all <laughs> chances. Right. Ooh, chances on chances on chances. You just ain't met the person to give you the right chance. That's it. You can't. But, I mean, if that make if one person makes you change the way you feel about... uh An entire race. Yeah. Like... And then we they say the shit like oh, white women worship uh, the ground that uh, their men walk on. Uh, you ain't met the right white woman. <laughs> I know tons of white women that a dog they niggas out. <laughs> Absolutely. And I say niggas meaning white men and black men. Same. Like man, <laughs> some of the women that we hang out with, they ain't deal with that fuck shit. They call your ass as soon as you walk in the door. Mm-hmm. I know one, she'll call you out in front of everybody. I saw her call her uh, now husband out in front of his whole fraternity. And that shit was funny as fuck. Why do I know who you talking about? Hey, you, you gotta know, man. I know who you talking about. <laughs> it's only like, don't think that white women don't get ratchet. Man, shit. Even- Let a white woman get fed up. Right. Let one of these uh, Carrie Underwood ass, uh, Miranda Lambert ass white women get hold of you. Mm. Who was it that time? Somebody was like, I like the way white women move in uh, music. They be talking about shooting their husbands. (laughs) (laughs) These niggas is crying over black women saying that men need to step up. Okay. These white women talk about shooting their husbands and getting away with it. They out here talking about real <laughs> shit. They making moves. They say, fuck all these threats, nigga. I'll fucking blow your house up. They about that action. Speaking of another white woman I know, she is literally threatened to either murder or burn down every guy she's ever broken up with. Mm, another woman I know who you're talking about. <laughs> she threatened to kill that nigga. <laughs> 
<laughs> Bless her. Y'all ain't met no ratchet white women. Oh, listen. And like that, I'm not talking about like ratchet. Like they trying to be black ratchet. I'm talking about country ass ratchet white women. Grimy bitches. Right. <laughs> these bitches will cut you just as quick. As these ghetto cut girls. Throat. <laughs> don't give a damn about your feelings. Type bitches. They don't give a fuck. And then they'll play country music the whole way. (laughs) (laughs) And then when they get caught by the police, they humming that shit on the way to the fucking jail. You look at they bugshot, you're like, yeah, I did that shit. (laughs) All while looking sweet and innocent in some some cowboy boots and (laughs) jean shorts and a t-shirt. Like, it's trash people of all races and genders and everything else. Anytime you think that a certain group of people treat you... uh, uh, treat another group of people a certain way you ain't met the right one but yeah y- y'all ain't met the right one it's just like when all these girls be saying shit about like white men don't do some of this shit shit man white men get down the same way we do like cause we talk about it trust me <laughs> we have had these conversations yeah that's true that shit cuts across all lines mm-hmm. Like, don't put these generalizations on somebody else. <laughs> I know tons of people of all different races that are trash as fuck. Trash AF. Go after these frat dudes. All right. They, they are just hood niggas and fucking uh, bow ties. <laughs> hood niggas and crown and ivy. <laughs> Brooks Brothers. Right. Hood niggas and short ass shorts. Vineyard Vines. <laughs> Bro, that vineyard vine shit. That shit is a gang. It really is. Black people need to be around white people more so you can see the grimy shit that white people be doing. We done already peep gang. Yeah, but some black people don't ever get in those proximities and be like, no, y'all niggas trash too. <laughs> True. It's like, like they, they base this shit on uh, white people on TV. No, them ain't real white people. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the niggas they show you on TV are not real black people. Those are right. <laughs> Yo, I done done some hood ass shit with some white people that are not hood. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Man, I wish I could tell some stories, but I I gotta take some of this shit to the grave. Yeah. But you know, I done had way crazier times with my white friends. Oh, absolutely. And I've done some grimy shit with black people too. But it's certain rules and uh, things that go along with hanging out with black people that don't fly with white people. <laughs> all rules go out the window. Except for like one obscure rule that sets off whatever person you're hanging out with. And they're like, no, I don't do that shit. <laughs> you don't always know the ledge. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Man, this shit don't make no sense. Fuck it. No, it's great. It's great. What do we got next? Something we haven't talked about was uh, all the 8 million people running for president. Oh, my God. I can't keep up. 
So I figured the best way to do this was to rank people, like to me, by their merch. <laughs> this ain't got nothing to do with their politics. This who, is just basically who got merch already. Almost all of them. Beto got the best merch though, hands down. Mm. That Beto shit go hard. Let me show you. That's because the last name Beto just looks like it could actually be a real brand. That's his first name though. Oh, it last is. Name his is, last uh, name is O'Rourke. Yeah, he's real Irish. I want like a good ass salad right now. That's that Beto merch. True. Yeah, it's pretty lit. Next, I would probably say Birdie. But everybody drop off after that. I like Kamala's merch. I haven't seen anybody's merch other than Bernie's. Let's go through a little quick thing. And then this stuff coming out about Joe Biden. How do you feel about that stuff? I don't know. It feels a little frivolous. Like I always got the vibe that he was just a touchy feely person. I don't feel like it's gone sinister. Right. Oh, I like that. That's very African. Mm-hmm. Like her name. That's pretty cool. I do like her merch a lot. Uh, we also got uh Elizabeth Warren stuff. Who Elizabeth Warren, based on the stuff that she's floating, like as far as ideals and stuff, she's the most uh, thorough with all her stuff. Nice, clean looks. Yeah. But uh, the one that everybody's on now is Pete Buttigieg. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Buddha Judge. Mm-hmm. A Buddha it's pro- I think it's pronounced Buddha Judge. Is it? Yeah, because he has this thing on his uh, wall. Because he's about to announce officially about how to say his name. Oh, hold on. Pause. I need to put my phone on the charger. But yeah, uh, Pete Buddha Judge. I mean Buddha Judge. I'm sorry. Um, I deal. Did you watch his Breakfast Club interview? Mm-mm. That nigga trill as fuck. Like. What do you mean? Like he is. <laughs> he gonna be tough. Is he like straightforward? Is he. He's. A more laser like precision Obama. Hmm. In white skin. Yeah. That shit. Is he a Democrat? Yep. And. um, Here's his Knox. Well, it's only really one knock. He is only the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Okay. So that's where Notre Notre Dame is. Mm -hmm. So I think he's mayor of like 50, 60,000 people. But he is a Navy vet. Harvard grad. uh, Speaks seven languages. Plays like three instruments. <laughs> so why is it a knock for him to only be? Because if Donald Trump had never won as president, I don't know if we could ever really seriously think about a mayor becoming president of the United States. Yeah, that's true. 
Like at once upon a time, you had to have some kind of elected office. Mm-hmm. Hell, it's only been I think like four presidents have been elected from the lower house of Congress, which is the House of Representatives. Most of them have been senators or secretary of state, yeah, or war generals before they were president. Mm-hmm. And here's the other part of it: he is an openly gay man. I don't. I don't know. I don't either. I don't know how that will play. He seems to. But here's the other thing. He's a very religious person. And he's pushing for progressive Christian ideals. Like he's saying that. Why should the Republican Party have the like the onus on Christianity? Which is a fair point. But some of the people that you're trying to win over, I don't know if they really going to like the fact that you're married to a man. Yeah. Now, his husband seems like a good dude. He's a teacher also, which is always a benefit when you have a spouse that is a teacher. So, we'll see. I feel like it's going to be a lot of... The way, like, you got to see him. Like, the way he talks and stuff, you're like, okay. You know, like when Obama first spoke at the DNC, and yeah. you're like, "If we ever gonna have a black president, <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be, be this nigga." <laughs> <laughs> when you watch uh, Mayor Pete, as he's called, you're like, "If we ever gonna have our first gay president, it might be this dude." Hmm. Now, at the same time, we also felt like if we were ever gonna have a woman president, it was gonna be Hillary Clinton. Didn't work out per se. But I don't. The other idea is: Will male privilege prevail, and will a gay man be elected president before a woman? I mean, if you go back to the Obama thing, taking not taking for granted that Obama is one of the greatest politicians of all time, like just as far as ground game and being an intellectual giant. People were willing to vote for a black man before they voted for a woman. But when you think about it, <clears throat> the way people voted for Trump, white women voted for him. Yeah. So it'll it would be white women that would vote, I think, for a gay man before they vote for a woman. Yeah. And which I heard white women say that they couldn't vote for Hillary Clinton because if she became the first woman, this is a like a legitimate thing I heard white women say. If she won, then she was going to be in history books. And they pretty much were like, we'll wait it out. <laughs> like, y'all got Obama, which y'all hit that shit out the park. We'll just wait it out for a different woman. All right. <laughs> They're waiting around for uh for your uh, Jesus to come <laughs> it's about 2,000 uh, years of uh, Christianity that's been waiting for Jesus to come back I'm not saying if he's gonna come back or not but that waiting on somebody else's time it ain't gonna get you too far <laughs> like the classic Jack Johnson song sitting waiting wishing, wishing. <laughs> might not be the best strategy but mm. 
by any means, my G, uh, whatever gets you through the night. Yeah, no, I don't trust white women to ever vote the way <laughs> the way they need to vote. Why you be going straight at the shit? Like <laughs> I, I be trying to like dance around it. You be like, you oh, you dance. mean white people? You didn't dance. You did not dance around it. It's just like uh, when Mark sent us the thing the other day. I was gonna respond, and I like I was half sleep. So when you responded, I was like, God damn! <laughs> White people experience that too. Like, oh shit! I mean, shit. That's what we talked about. It was being a black experience. So right now, other people have talked about that about how their parents took their money. Yeah. It's always dope when you see that people are actually listening. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm not just putting this shit out for nothing. For some random people that probably speak a language that we don't understand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like We got a huge following in Uzbekistan. Where the fuck is that? <laughs> Yo, in Turkey, we are killing it, bro. Juice <laughs> <laughs> <Jules> and Kim. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, shout out to whoever bought a shirt. I think I know who it is because it was a long sleeve. But (laughs) shout out to you, my G. I think it was Darian. I think so. But yeah. Shout out to Darian. And another thing of me working third shift is I've been designing shirts. Yeah, I was like, this nigga got time. (laughs) Yeah, I got more than that. I just didn't put them up. (laughs) Nigga got time. So if you go look at our T Public page, the link is in my Instagram bio, and in my Instagram bio, and Mm. in our uh, Twitter page, Mm -hmm. and our Facebook. We out here in these streets, bro. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. Um, you want to talk about Auburn real quick? Yeah, let's get to that. My feelings are hurt. Very, very hurt behind this. I was already sad because I couldn't watch the game because I was at work. But when I was getting off, my dad was texting me like, oh, we about to win it. We about to win it. I was like, yes, yes, yes. So before I clocked out, I went in the break room and it was on, of course. And I got to watch the last like 18 seconds. And that shit just really ripped my heart. Yeah, that shit was out of my chest. That shit was intense. And Auburn always gets played like that. Like, I hate that. Oh, it just gets on my nerves. It's always some like bullshit ass call that fucks us up when we were like the underdogs and we came back and we about to take it. Something in the universe is always like, huh? Gotcha, bitch. The universe is not conspiring to keep Auburn down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what the fuck it feels like. Y'all not being persecuted. That's what it feels like for us to get this far. And then that be the thing that like, yeah, but at the same time, if homeboy hadn't missed that free throw, would have had a one point. Y'all would have, it would have tied if he hadn't missed that free throw. Yeah, but still. And then if they had a guarded homeboy 30 seconds in yeah, at the three, still. it wasn't just that one thing. No, it wasn't, but still. 
Mm. It was at the same time. Let's get to the real shit. Your little meltdown on Twitter about uh, Alabama fans and how uh, we are. It's not a meltdown by any means. Mm. What did you say? I said, Bama fans always decide, like, whenever we get to any kind of sporting event that they may not have made it to, Bama decides, like, oh, you know, I'm pulling for Auburn. I'm going to pull for Auburn. So then when we're in the thick of it and it looks like we finna win, Bama fans be all up our asses like, let's go, SEC, blah, blah, blah. And then as soon as we lose is when all the fucking – what all, else are we supposed to do? That's that's not a, being a good mean? sport. That's being mean? a good sport. What do you mean? What else like, are you we're, supposed we're, to do? We're reserving our hate until y'all fuck up and then y'all go get you. Why would you? Why? You got to choose your motherfucking battles. Number one, you're not supposed to root for us no damn way. And I say this every, because y'all always do this shit like, man, I was pulling for y'all. It's easy for you to say that after you get to throw shit in our faces and be like, but did y'all win? But that's like being... It's siblings. It's sibling robbery. That's some sibling shit. Be like, man, you want your your brother to do it, but if he fuck up, I'm gonna be on that ass. Mm-mm. You know what it is? Auburn has a loser mentality. No, just <laughs> no. y'all ain't supposed to root for us at all. Why not? Because it's a rivalry. I never. It's not end all be all. It's just it's a game. That's your problem. <laughs> Bama fans have enough winning and a winning tradition that That's we fine. can we can cheer for our That's brothers. Fine. All I'm of saying the state. is either you gonna be for us or against us. No, don't be both. Y'all niggas be on that Tupac shit. You're supposed to be. You're <laughs> supposed to be against us. Like no, we are opposite. Only when we play each other, we are rivals. Man, y'all. I'd rather have the so, shit in state than it not be in state. So. It don't be no fuck LSU shit when y'all watch LSU play. No, it's different. Another team, but it's different you, though because we have friends. If LSU family. playing Auburn, who you pulling for? Not uh, Auburn. No, no. I, oh. I hate LSU. No, no. I hate well, LSU. That's you. That's I hate you. no. Most Alabama fans hate LSU fans. Most Auburn fans hate LSU fans. But if LSU, but that's is what brings Bama, us together. We don't. We ain't cheering for LSU over Auburn. Get the fuck out of here. Who? We're I know, not. I know plenty. I, I mean, it's plenty. it's gonna be, be. Once again, you can't hold a whole group of people up. <laughs> true, true, and that's true. But I will say that I hate Tennessee way more than I hate Auburn. I've had some of the greatest nights of my life in Auburn. You like Auburn as the city? I'm talking about. No, I'm saying like at Auburn games and being around. Like we got tons of. <laughs> We got Auburn people in our family. (laughs) 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 Like, (laughs) bruh, if I got to choose between Auburn and LSU, that's Auburn all day. If I got to choose between Auburn and Tennessee, Auburn all fucking day. First of all, ain't nobody choosing Tennessee. I'm sorry. That's the whole thing, though. I, I, I ain't never cheering for Tennessee or LSU. And really, I ain't never cheering for Georgia. Fuck Georgia. I'll, like, I'll pull for Auburn. I say SEC over everything, but it's really just Auburn. That's the only, I'll, I'll fuck Mississippi. All Mississippi schools. True, but still. And my family's from Mississippi, so that's some deep. For the ones who don't normally pull for Auburn and decided that they want to hop on the train and then 
throw shit back in our faces afterwards. No, it's this is what it is, and this is a legitimate thing. When y'all do the whole "woe is me" shit, we be like, "Come on now, bruh." So that one play is the reason that it it, it wasn't all the bullshit y'all were doing. No, y'all almost lost the last game because y'all were fucking around. We almost lost a couple times before now. But that's the other thing. I would always get lucky with a whole bunch of bullshit throughout y'all seasons, and then when shit finally don't come through all oh, the world's against us the last four fucking games the shit was on your side i feel like that about bama whoa 17 one <laughs> and, and when y'all lose that one it's like hey no but in our defense though we were gracious losers at national championship we by all means we were like clemson sick as fuck didn't nobody be like, that's some bullshit. Everybody was like, niggas better than us. But whenever Auburn beats y'all, it'll never be man, but Auburn, y'all played a good game. <laughs> All right. The only recent time, no, the one with Cam, we definitely gave, we gave y'all due. That year with Cam, everybody, Alabama fans were like, man, that nigga sick as fuck. So you, like, you know it's legitimate times that we could pull that Alabama fans were like, man, that, hmm. hey, it is what it is. <laughs> That's what we do. We don't be like, no, nah, fuck these niggas. I just don't see it happen that often. It's because you on the you on the other side, so you don't pay attention to it. Mm, I only see I only see the hate. It's just like, all right, and this is really the only reason that this goes back to it. Cause that year that y'all got the kick six and we had to watch that shit on ESPN for a whole fucking month. And then y'all talked all that shit, went to California and lost. That's when that shit got back. So that shit happens with almost every every. No, the kick six was different. That I'm not was talking like, about the kick six specifically, but I mean just like winning some shit and then the next game is not so hot. Yeah, but the kick six. That's one of the most painful things I've ever experienced as a sports fan. That and as a LeBron fan, uh, losing to Dallas in game six. Or we getting swept last year. It's it's some painful shit. But we don't let that shit. Well, the, how, how you felt during kick six is how I feel. Okay, I'll give you that. But the thing <laughs> is, but that you can't be mad at Alabama fans for y'all. Switching up. If you're going to ride for SEC, ride for SEC. We did ride for SEC. It's but just I'm, that when y'all go to some, I mean, like oh what was this the world even, even if the it wasn't even if it wasn't wasn't that y'all still it's still some Bama fans who will act like they ride for SEC be people like but that. then flip no but it's some people it's some people that will never root for Auburn they on that shit too but for the most part Alabama fans are like it's it's always best when both schools are dope as fuck at something that's why the year where Cam was so fucking dope for both schools. Because coming in Iron Bowl, you're like, I don't know who going to fucking win. We never know who's going to I don't know who's going to win each Iron Bowl ever, honestly. Iron Bowl is just always a toss-up. I don't care how good Bama is that year or how trash Auburn might be that year. Iron Bowl is still always just a toss-up. I mean, y'all only won two in the last 10 years. 
but we still go into that mother that shit nervous as hell. Yeah, but at the same time, don't act on, like bro. Bama don't be nervous sometimes. <laughs> no, going into we the always Iron nervous. Buttholes be tight as fuck. But look, because <laughs> my point, we never know what the fuck the outcome is gonna. But be. that don't make us fucked up because we be like, man, I, I'd like to see Auburn win. No, don't cheer for us unless y'all with us no. at all points, like on some gay shit. That's the only thing I don't like about this state. Everybody be on some like, yeah, like what colors you rep, nigga? Don't. My thing is just don't be wishy washy. If you gonna pick us up, then pick us. But up. But you can't be. You can't expect people who are Alabama fans to be just as loyal to Auburn fans. Well, as, that's what I'm saying. Is why would you even do it in the first place? Because you're just showing support to your neighbors. <laughs> it ain't on some yo. Do you half ass show support or do you just? I, no, we are. Fully showing support to the team we root for. But at the same time, since our team ain't there, we pulling for y'all. It's not that big of a a dilemma. If it's not, so then why when I say either? Y'all should y'all take that shit too personal. <laughs> you no, they ain't even Auburn fans. You take this shit too personal. I just don't understand. Like don't don't even cheer for us at all. Like I don't understand. It doesn't hurt to have people praying with you. <laughs> Don't no. don't don't turn down somebody wanting to pray with you, my sister. I don't get it. See, we are all in the struggle together. Brother man, not the other man. That's all I got to say. Fuck LSU, fuck Tennessee, fuck Georgia, fuck Ole Miss, fuck Mississippi State, fuck South Carolina, fuck Florida. So fuck everybody, huh? Except for Auburn. Hey, we have enough winning on our side that we don't have to be stingy with who we root for. It's always for best for the state of Alabama. The shade, though. It was the nice, shade. though. That shit was dope, though. No, let's not act like it wasn't good shade. Okay, next. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> I'm losing my fucking mind. It's probably because you smoked after you had already drank. I don't know that you had already had a couple. I mean, I had two monkey knots and two. I had two Miller lights at 12. Oh. So, I mean, it's not like I'm fucked up, but yeah. those monkey knots are hitting. You want a beer? I ain't got no food, but I got beer. No, I'm going to alcohol. the gym after this. See, I got to get my shit together. But I, I have decided <sighs> that. Me too, it's April. Summer will be here in two months. Man, I ain't taking my clothes off anymore. But look. <laughs> I am. Ew. Yo, how you just throw it? Like, every day I just get up and it's just Twitter shit of just you. Just bragging about the thirst you about to be uh, out here starving. And, uh, Summertime is my season. I'm going white thongs all summer. Like, whoa, bro. Did not say thongs. It was booty shorts. I'm co- I'm uh, mixing two different tweets together. <laughs> Let's not act like you weren't saying both. I did say something about thong bikini. So, don't act like the shit forward when I fucking... <laughs> Just- Yo, every day, Kim's out here showing her ass, literally, just and trying, figuratively. Just trying, you know. Hey, but... uh, Trying to trap. When I started trying to get this shit together, I've decided that I am not going to tell anybody. I'm just going to do this shit. 
because I don't need that pressure on me. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have um, accountability groups on social media, so. Yeah, I mean, y- y'all got a little crew, which uh, always helps. But I don't, I'm not one of those, uh, like, we in the middle of shit if you, like. You will uh, let try- me let me do it and then show you instead of. Right, like, don't try to coach me, my nigga. Oh, God, yeah, I hate that. Like, even when I play, like, sports, I'm all, I shut down when you try to go mm-hmm. at me a certain way. Mm, that's Encourage, a Sagittarius thing. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'll go home. Fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah. Yo, fuck y'all niggas. I am not above walking the fuck out of a place. <laughs> My daddy is Sagittarius. He do that shit, too. <laughs> like, oh, so you gonna talk to me this way? Fuck it. I ain't coming back. <clears throat> But what yeah. about your bill? Nah, fuck that shit. <laughs> like, don't try to encourage me on some. I'm gonna make him tougher. I'm make him dig deeper. No, you gonna make me go fuck home. <laughs> fuck that shit, nigga. Yeah, no, you gotta be able to do things at your own pace, which is why I don't have a, a physical trainer. Like, I got my workout plan and like a meal plan drawn up for me by a trainer a year and a half ago, but actually having somebody like right next to me like come on come on let's do do this do that i don't i don't do well with that like, well nigga you do it too much <laughs> not even that yeah. but it's just like i feel like i feel like i pushed myself hard enough like boosty chill with all that sort of it is too much dope in here <laughs> i feel like i feel like i push myself hard enough and if anybody is coming at me trying to push me while i'm pushing me already you cannot encourage me more than myself it's maybe. too much right it's too much for me and also don't do that like guilt tripping as me who's like oh if you don't want to wait <laughs> right you the one who said that you wanted to be fine by summer <laughs> <laughs> like nigga i'll I die i don't give a fuck <laughs> Yo, this shit ain't gonna affect me, bro. Uh, that's, listen, I, that's literally me. I told Casey, I said, if it takes me two to three months longer to have abs or what else compared to somebody else, that's fine. Like, as long as I got there at my pace and I was comfortable in the process. That's all that matters. People be burning themselves out, too. Yeah, I, I've definitely gotten burned out. But, yeah, that that's actually one of the things I actually wrote down. Cause I was thinking about it, cause uh, <clears throat> you know Ron Funches, he's a comedian. He used to be on what was that show? They used to do it live sometimes. But he was a a, a black dude. He has like he used to have longer hair. He had a beard. He was a big dude. Mm. But he's he lost a whole bunch of weight. And then like he was on Joe Rogan. He was like, "What you do?" He's like, I work out like six times a day. I was like, whoa, bro. <laughs> That's some elitist shit. <laughs> Hell no. Don't nobody got time for that. If you rich, you do. Well, yeah. And then, like, that's an investment in your body till you get rolls. Yeah, you do got time for it. You can walk around looking like Captain America. <laughs> it's an investment. True. Self accountability is a huge thing, though, with it because it's. It's a 360 aspect. Like, it's not just you're working out. You got to rest well. You got to drink enough water. You got to eat what you're supposed to eat. Take you got to eat your mental health. Also. You got to eat enough. Yeah. You got to take care of your mental health. So, yeah, it's definitely like a 
it honestly should be a personal journey for a lot of people, I feel like. But I think that we're all just kind of caught up in like, let's show everybody our progress at all points. <laughs> but uh, the other part of it is that is intimidating to some people. Like I'm one of those people that I am intimidated by that. It's like, because like, by seeing other people's progress. No, not even that. Just the people that are kind of the self-righteous stubbing their nose at you. <laughs> oh yeah. But it's like, I'm all for whatever. Like, I'm always happy when somebody takes care of themselves and they lose weight because that's dedication. But the people who, I don't know. I think those are the real, like, actual, like, the people. Like, health snobs. And, like, because there's, there's people who won't work out as much, but they're vegan or they're, you know, paleo or whatever. And they think that they're eating better than you and that. Right. And honestly, like this, this kind of thing, like fitness is such a, once again, it's a personal thing, but for people who are like, who didn't actually go to school for it. So basically you started like grassroots. Yeah. You're learning, you're on a learning curve. This whole, the whole journey is a fucking trial and error thing. And there's so many con artists out here <laughs> that you really can't like, I'll get you. Like, the worst That's thing so is, true. like, because as a fat person, one of the things I have to deal with is people, you know, yeah, I'll help you lose weight. I don't know you from the man in the moon, bro. Right. I don't know your credentials. Right. I don't know anything. Who sent you? <laughs> right. Like, some dude gave me his card the other day. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> next time some nigga do that shit to me that I didn't talk to them about losing weight and they just give me their card because they saw a fat person, I'm just going to rip that shit up in front of their fucking face. Go off on them just do passive aggressive shit <laughs> <laughs> what if they do the thing like when a dude try to holler at a girl in public be like hey baby well fuck you then bitch you <laughs> 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 be like hey if you need help I'll help you out well fuck you then fat ass <laughs> right. that's, that's exactly what happened <laughs> but yeah I don't like I don't like anybody trying to I be a know-it-all for what I need to do and what I need to eat and how I need to do certain things. Even like in the gym, and this has happened to me so many times where niggas will come up and like, so what you want to do, you're doing really good and you look, your form is good and this and the other, but you really want to get in there. You really want to extend. You really want to, and I'm, I'm just like, I didn't pay you. (laughs) Please leave me the fuck alone. It is not your job. Right. Like, you are not the world coach. <laughs> First of all, you just let me know that you were watching me, which is already, <laughs> like, a huge thing for women in the gym. Like, just do your shit. Leave me the fuck alone. So, that's number one. Second of all, you're giving me unsolicited advice, and you don't know what the fuck I'm over here trying to do. Because there's so many different exercises for different muscles in your body. It's just like, you don't know what I'm trying to target right now. Right. So you telling me to do this a certain way and extend this far, I might be trying to reach a whole nother muscle. Like, right. <laughs> Nigga, you don't know what I'm doing in my head. Leave me alone. Now, the other thing is, like, I speak for myself, and I don't want this to seem like I'm making excuses for myself because I got to get my shit together. But look, I get so much anxiety from being in a gym with people who are in very good shape Mm. trying to give me advice. Yeah, me too. That shit is intimidating as fuck. It is. And 
it's the whole social dynamic of you're going through, you're being judged and you're already not comfortable with your body. And then you're mixing that with, I'm trying, but it's going to be, I'm worried when people are lifting their phones, are they taking pictures of me? Mm-hmm. Which happens a lot. And when that happens, is you never want to go to a fucking gym again. Yeah. But it is hard going to a gym. My advice like to start so when I first started I used to have gym intimidation like years and years ago like I guess right when we started college and then I just kind of like slowly got over it but what has helped me to go to the gym and continue to go to the gym is going late yeah or going super early when it's like only three or four people in there and go to like a smaller gym like start off at a smaller gym I don't recommend Planet Fitness or 24-7 or even you fit out there by Grissom or whatever, like smaller gyms, smaller crowds, times where there's not heavy traffic. Like when I was in an apartment, a couple of times that I did go, it was people that went every day. So like when you go in and you recognize them, they recognize you or their their routine is being bothered by you. So, mm-hmm. therefore, it's a tension there. Mm-hmm. And it's only a couple of machines. Yeah. So, it's like that dynamic. But, yeah, I'll figure it out. And, uh, no, nah, I ain't going to say <laughs> Yeah, no, well, you can go late. Like, you can. Now, when I was in college, I used to do that at the old 24 hours when it was over here. Yeah, on Winchester. Yeah. So, I would go in late and, bruh, I. I know what to do, which is probably even worse than what's like knowing what to do and then not doing it sounds insane to people. But not really, you you still got to have that motivation. If you're just not motivated yet, then you're not motivated yet. Because my thing was like I have terrible upper body strength, so when I played football in high school, I could the highest I was ever able to bench was like two thirty. Now, granted, I was a lot smaller then. But that's still a lot when you think about it. Yeah, but we have people like Adi and Micah benching 400. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yo. That's insane. Yes. (laughs) So you're like, you're seeing like goddamn superhumans. And you're like, yo, I'm just over here. I got. You know, that's insane. (laughs) Like, that's part of it. I think that added to my tent. Like, now, like squats and stuff I could always do that heavy I could keep up with them squat wise well not keep up with the superhumans of course <laughs> but I wasn't at the, I wasn't the weakling in the back of the pack Yeah, but yeah you just gotta know that they didn't get there that's, that's mostly genetics that's, I mean but it, yeah the, how they're built and all that that is mostly genetic because Michael was built like a train when we were like 12 <laughs> like that you can't compete with that but like that's part of it like when cuz when you're a teenager you compete with everything mm-hmm. especially if you're a boy it's about your car it's about how many girls you get it's about how it's about if you start in football if you don't start you're a weight room all-star if you neither, you lame as fuck. <laughs> and me, <laughs> I was just over there benching my little shit, which was good for me. But I was uh, the weirdo just listening to uh, 
<laughs> just crazy shit. That was my shit. I was not an athletic person. For me, it helps out my mental health a lot too. And I know that sounds so cliche, but it's so real. Like I can, I can tell a huge difference when. I don't think it's cliche. It makes total sense. If you feel comfortable in your body more and you're getting workout and stuff, that, of course that makes sense. Well, yeah, but it helps you to kind of, it's something that you have control over. So not only is just going and actually exercising kind of gives you a little bit of power and make you have like a better sense of self, but like that actual release of energy or whatever is, is kind of therapeutic. Yeah. Like you can have a shitty day and go to the gym and be like completely fine. Yeah. But when you have a shitty day and then that shit adds to your stress. Now I just got to find the right Avenue to exercise. Yeah, to get there. Because I don't think that I'm not ready for the gym. I'm not gym ready right now. I feel you. But luckily, well, now what I do need to change, I need to start walking out here again. Because at least at the apartment, I had to walk Cooper's fat ass and make sure <laughs> he didn't have a fucking yard. And he wasn't shitting my goddamn apartment. Yeah. Well, shit, now you got a big ass backyard. Yo, that nigga don't know how to act. <laughs> Would you? This is true. <laughs> like, that dude don't listen to me at Go all. Go from having to share your bedroom with your little brother to having your own. You'll be wilding out. Bro. Having your own space is, like, so mentally clarifying. That first day I got here and I let him off his leash. And he's like, nigga, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, is it time to go, bro? <laughs> are you kicking me out? Like, I know this ain't for me. I'm like, this whole mine. And then he be looking for his little friends now. Now that is cute that he he has friends now. Oh, he got friends. Because at the apartment, the only friend he had for real was the other Basset Hound. Uh-huh. And every time he would see them, they would start doing their howl thing. <laughs> Wait, one day he gonna do it while you're here. That shit is wild as fuck. Coop got a gang. <laughs> Coop gang. That's funny. <laughs> the hound dog gang. Yeah, I've never heard Cooper... Even bark, I don't think. <laughs> oh, he'll bark. That little ass motherfucker. He, like, he got that deep tenor. <laughs> <laughs> like a tiny old <laughs> man. <laughs> that first time he started howling, though. Like, I guess it was an ambulance in my neighborhood. And <laughs> I was dead sleeping. I, I woke up. I was like, what the fuck is that? Yo, dog, son. But yeah, that nigga got anxiety just like me too. That's just wild as fuck. <laughs> so thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Curvy Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday.